0: Los Angeles, you see it at night and it shines, a beacon, people are drawn to it, people and other things, come for all sorts of reasons, my reason, no surprise there, it started with a girl.
1: continuous play podcast and the art of slaying present Path to Redemption, An Angel Retrospective. Leading the
0: investigation are Brian. Can everybody just notice how much fire I'm not on? And Jay. I will never trust you again. The trust is gone. These case reviews will be
1: spoiler-filled and hypothesis-driven as we track the winding path of the vampire with a soul on his search for atonement. You know, there's a lot of people in this city need help.
0: You game? This is Path to Redemption, an angel retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And today we're discussing Season 1, Episodes 5, Room with a View, Episode 6, Sense and Sensitivity, and Episode 7, The Bachelor Party, written by David Greenwalt, Jane Espenson, Tim Meniere, and Tracy Stern. Cordy decides to leave her flea-trap apartment, and with Doyle's help, finds the, quote, Perfect, in quote, place. Only problem is the joint is haunted by a domineering mother who drives inhabitants to suicide. Angel and Doyle intervene and use the spirit of the woman's son, who she bricked up in a wall to vanquish her. And Cordy settles in with her friendly new room ghost mobster representing Wolfram and Hart hires a man to cast a spell on the cops in order to aid his escape and required to do sensitivity training because of her temper Kate and the other LAPD officers uh, open up their emotions and feelings way beyond the norm because of this spellcaster and even Angel gets in on this Cordy and Doyle get uh, Angel to thwart the mobster's plans and the spell wears off but the tension between Kate and her dad remains and finally Doyle's ex-wife comes to town wanting to finalize the divorce so she can get remarried Doyle meets the guy and agrees to the divorce and gives his blessing to the new sorter, not realizing he's just volunteered to have his brains eaten by the demon. Uh, Angel and Doyle are able to fight off the demons, and Doyle's ex-wife breaks off the engagement, horrified by her new man's intentions. And that's the plot summaries for our three-episode swing here. Brian, we kind of subtitle this one, We All Have Baggage. <laughs> and <Manly> we do. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, we all bring it to the table, and uh, they yeah. certainly uh, have a lot of it here. So um yeah, this you know this is a swing of episodes. Last time was about building the team, right? And mm-hmm. this one is also going to be about, well, in some ways, about expanding on that team, if you will. I mean, I think uh, yeah. that's what's going to happen.
1: I would say it's more of uh, defining the characters in the team. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Then building think- it, the team's built. Now we're going to yeah. find a little more about each person.
0: I think also revealing their flaws. We all know Angel's big flaw, but uh, you know where's Cordy at in her place? You know, we'd learn a little bit more about Duel and where he comes from. And then we also get more of Kate, too. And I think it's a it's, uh, it's sign to me, it was at the time, it still is, Kate is an important part of this first season. And mm-hmm. I like that. I, I I like the Kate character so far. So I yeah. was down for that idea.
1: I was too. And, yeah, you know, we, we, we start with, Cordy's episode the the room with Mm -hmm. a view and we get to a a picture into what she's looking for she she wants her old life back right and she thought maybe by moving away to Hollywood in Los Angeles she could find a way to get that life back and escape the reality that is her family's fortunes are gone and this apartment that they find or Doyle I guess finds for her is a first start and no matter what happens in that apartment she's going to keep it even if there is a ghost trying to
0: kill her (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the setup of how she gets there, though. Cordy is really living in a bad place. Like, yeah. I think that's the thing is we check in with her and she is in a bad place emotionally and is in a bad place physically. Like, this is not a, this is the the standard what you think of singles apartment. You know, just the the flea trap you can barely afford, but you'll take it because it's your place and it's, you know. But it's literally infested. Like, it is it yeah. is not healthy for her to be there. No, cockroaches
1: all over the place and brown water. And yeah, gross mud water, basically. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing good about the place she's in at the current state. And it's understandable why we see her a lot of times in the office. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's always hanging around the office. She's wanting to do something else. It clearly doesn't want to be. It's stuck in this place anyway. Yeah. that's the thing. She's she's ready to get out and do something else. And Duel and Angel have some good moments here where they talk about her old life. I think that's the the thing I like is that Duel's trying to find out, of course, more about Cordy and Angel's like, yeah, she really did have it. Well, I mean, it wasn't you know, the, the queen silver spoons, yeah. yeah. But she had her own crew. She was she was you know the queen, and then it was all gone and uh you know clearly that's still taking a toll on her and why wouldn't it i mean jeez you know even anybody's life if it's uprooted you know your parents are comp- everything they have is all of a sudden gone you know that's definitely going to change your life as an 18 year old that's that's the hard thing to remember here is the character of cordelia chase is 18 and 19 years old right yeah and
1: you know it's understandable too when you you go from being the queen bee to basically another blip on the map you know i mean yeah she's nobody in los angeles and she was yeah. everybody in sunnydale
0: exactly and when she tried to be somebody in los angeles i mean he was a vampire who tried to eat her so far <laughs> yeah so.
1: You, you get the idea that she's had not an easy time trying yeah. to live out her dream or whatever she's trying to do
0: Right. And this is the intersected storyline here because it'll come up in that third episode in particular. Doyle's got a real shady past and present, too. And it keeps cropping up problems for him because one of the ways he gets involved in this and really how he keeps getting shoved back in the story is he's got guys after him for money. Yeah. And demon money. And like at one point when that demon cropped in there to beat him up for the money, I was like, let me guess. He, he owes you kittens for the, no. other <laughs> yeah. uh, I kind of went back to no. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thankfully that was not the case, but yeah, he's, uh, he's gotten himself into some trouble and troubles coming to find him. And it's interesting because, you know, he had offered Cordy a place to stay if she didn't want to be in her apartment. And she's trying to call him when sir, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, heavy comes to collect on the debt.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he gets Angel to intervene for him. I was, was going to ask you what you thought about that, because at, at points in b- this episode in particular, Angel or Cordelia and Dole both go to Angel with their problems. Cordy basically just shows up on Angel's doorstep <laughs> with all of her luggage, which is kind of played for laughs, and it's funny. And then Dole, of course, is like, hey, you think you take care of these guys for me? You know, they're using their supernatural friend to fix their problems, and he's a tad more than reluctant about it. Oh, absolutely. I, who can blame him, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: He, he, he has to see them all day, or as much as he's awake, I guess. I don't, I don't know his sleeping patterns or anything like that, but he has to see them all day. I'm sure he doesn't want to have them hanging around all night, too. Uh, mm-hmm. But as we'll see as the series goes on, that's just kind of how it goes for him, unfortunately. But I think one of my favorite parts of the of the uh, episode is when they're in his apartment and he comes yeah. out and says, Cordy, you spilled peanut butter on my bed. And she's like, oh, I didn't do that. You must not. And he goes, I don't eat.
0: <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah. that was a good line. Uh, oh, yeah, it's great. And she's like, I don't know what you're doing in there with the peanut butter. <laughs> and it's, it's all very... Yeah, what's funny, though, is the way Doyle reacts is like, man, you couldn't even let you know, leave scraps for the little guys. You know, you had to go and pick her up yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. He thought,
1: yeah, he thought that Angel was hooking up with Cordy. And yeah, well, rightfully so. She, He's half naked. She's coming out of the shower.
0: What do you what do you kind of expect when you see that? Huh? I I liked it though. I really like the ghost trope of the episode here though too. The the idea of the the haunted woman that basically drives everyone in the place to commit suicide because she's like this domineering, you know, mother from hell, right? That's yeah. she as we find out, she she trapped her son Dennis in a wall because he was going to marry somebody she didn't approve of. I mean, how messed wow. up is that? Right?
1: Yeah. And and uh, you know, it's it's interesting cuz they're on the case trying to figure it out and they believe that she drop dead because of her son who's never been found right well right because but he he's killed wall. Wall. yeah what yeah. i think it's interesting too that cordy immediately goes to that wall and wants it gone um mm-hmm. when she first comes to the place and now we know uh, you know she has good senses on that piece mm-hmm. but um you know i thought it was interesting i i've only watched angel once through in my time so i totally some of this is, is coming back pretty obvious but this one I forgot that it was the mom who trapped the son in the wall I f- was thinking it was, the mom was trapped in the wall but yeah just I, a very interesting story
0: yeah I've seen this a couple of times and I've, I'd mixed that up too Brian I thought he had put her in the wall but yeah. what we ultimately see is this, it's the other way around and that like I said Dennis turns out to be the friendly room ghost that, yeah and, and he's, he'll be throughout
1: the Well, a little bit more in the series which I think is interesting as well
0: I did find it most disturbing that Cordelia is drinking diet root beer. I don't know if you've ever had any of that, but it is not a good tasting substance. (laughs) I've I've had diet root beer. It's
1: not terrible (laughs) if you like diet soda. Once you come off the diet soda, it tastes like crap. But, you know, I've had diet root beer. It's not too bad.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it was just funny, but I love though. At the, we go from the beginning of it where Cordelia is essentially trying to hide what her life is like at this point, to she's yeah. talking with an old friend and she's you know going on and on about how great everything is and oh I've got this and I've got that you know and it's it's funny you know to, to watch her change in attitude, but for Cordelia and in particular this version of Cordelia, I mean she she derives a ton of her identity from what, uh, where she is and who she, you know, who she's with and all that stuff. Like you can tell it makes a big difference for her.
1: Oh, it, it definitely does. Mm -hmm. Status is everything for her. And it it just goes back to how she was raised. Status was everything. So it's hard to have it not be. And that's why she's so miserable because she has, doesn't have that status. Well, now she's got this great apartment. She can pretend that she does again. Right. And she Mm -hmm. even goes on a rant about that. You know, I I deserve this apartment. This validates that I'm still somebody, right? That she bases her life on material things. Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's a sad state, but that's how (laughs) she... Was raised, (laughs) but it is Cordelia, it is, and so I I do like the incantation scene though. I thought that was really good that the way Duel and Angel are working together to try to vex the spell and how it's working on Cordelia, and that she ultimately does the whole you know get out of my face, you know, thing with it and uh, it stands up to it. And that's well, that's the kind of woman this you know, mother feared anyway, and so Cordelia bones up and it's Cordelia and I love Angel's using that on her too he's like are you gonna let this happen to you you're, you're Cordelia Chase you know and he's there to sort of recenter her if, if you will
1: yeah I agree I think uh, you know, I, at, for a long time there she was going the wrong way you know the the mom was getting to her and and i what i thought was interesting was angel did you did you think that he could see the mom at at certain points because he was almost staring right in the direction or that he could feel the presence i it felt like he knew what was happening all of a sudden out of nowhere and he was trying to tell her not to listen to her like he could all see her at times and then not see her i don't know
0: I don't know. I was going to ask you that because it is a weird moment. Like I couldn't tell. I was like, "Does he know? Does she? Does he know what's going on, or is there something underneath yeah. here, or what? Like, yeah, I was confused by that it too. It felt like he oh. did
1: because he looked at Cordy and then looked over in the direction of where the mom was next to her, and it was almost like he saw her, but th- she wasn't there on our screen. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really an odd sense. And and then he just all of a sudden was like, "You know, come on." You snap out of it, don't listen to her. She's, she's lying to you, this and that. And it, it was that just was one of the scenes where I was wondering if, if he was able to sense or see her because he's a demon or, or whatnot. And I just wondered your I, thought.
0: I you know, honestly, the way I've always got it in my head is that he could sense the presence of something. Maybe he couldn't see her, the manifestation so much, but he knew it was there. You know, and yeah. that's why he was trying to help Cordelia fight while he was working on the incantations and stuff. Okay. But, yeah. I don't know. But overall, you know, not not a bad episode. I mean, it was it was a fun. No, episode. I, I like the episode.
1: And it really does set up uh, Cordy in a happier place, which we really need mm-hmm. her to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Sad Cordy you can only take so much
0: of. We need yeah. witty, charming Cordy back, you know. Yeah, and we get that the, oh, yeah. the the next couple episodes. She's definitely back to her old stuff, But I like that they do give her a moment. They give her a character moment here. Yeah. They give her an episode that's about her. And I had a good time with it. So. I did too, uh, yeah. It dovetails into our other lead female character of the season so far, um, Kate, and um, we we got You know, I, I said it in the plot summary that it's all a, a ruse by Wolfram and Hart to try to help Tony the Fat or whatever get out of jail. Yeah. As it is this this uh, sensitivity training thing, but that is brought on because Kate absolutely beats the crap out of a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming. I mean, I'm like, man, this woman is is not to be trifled with. Hey, that's all. how they do it
1: in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh bad form. sorry about that sorry <laughs> yeah. no but i mean yeah it, it's it's brought on by a couple of things that and and you know her getting in tony's face and him giving her some uh <laughs> some interesting comments and her firing back there's some good exchange between the two i really enjoyed the setup of the episode and she's grilling the the uh Known associate of Tony, fat Tony, whatever they call them. And, uh, she does, she gets mad and she goes to beat the crap out of him. They have to to pull her out. And, you know, that that's not good procedure, obviously, but she ends up getting an idea to go Mm -hmm. ask angel to help.
0: Yeah. And I, I liked that. I thought that was great is that he's gone to her for help. And so Mm -hmm. she decides, you know what? I'm going to go to him for help. Now building their relationship. That was a big moment because as we'll as we'll find Kate has some real trust issues and we've already seen that. But the fact that she trusts him enough to be able to go to him during this time says a lot. Absolutely. And And
1: it was nice because like you said, up until this point, it was always angel asking for her help. Now we get the revolver. So that really cements that relationship as partners. Working together yes. to help solve different things. So it was it was a nice uh, adjustment. I, lo- I love the whole scene where Angel finds him mm-hmm. and he's about to uh, – or he's out at the docks and all of a sudden he realizes he's going to get on a boat coming in and escape. And I love the scene where he just shows up in the tourist outfit. Like he's got that in the back of his car. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that Hawaiian shirt and that terrible uh, hat. <laughs> so, that was, yes.
1: It was great comedic uh, <laughs> stuff. And I really enjoyed that part of, of it. Um it was fun. And then of course the cops show up and, and we get the, the crux of the episode is Fat Tony's in jail. Wolferman Hart, of course, is his lawyer, which is interesting because up until this point you got the idea that Wolfram and Hart really worked with the demon world well in right. fact Tony's not a demon he's just a mobster
0: right um, well what you what you understand now is that they work with the underbelly of everything yeah that they're just on the bad guy's side exactly. that, that's what Wolfram the Hart's all about
1: and I yeah. like that they've set that up early in in the series because <laughs> at, at if, up until now it's only been a vampire and a couple other demons that they've represented right now mm-hmm. we get just a slime ball And so that's Mm kind of cool that that we're going to get... They're not just about the underworld and the demon world. They're about bad people, bad things, whatever it is, they'll protect... Exactly, And so I I like that, but it's all for them to set up this sensitivity training and this guy to come out and basically work his voodoo magic on the cops to get them to be overly sensitive about
0: everything. And I thought it was funny. Yeah. Alan Lloyd is this guy's name, this, this leader or whatever. And he gives them the idea of the talking stick, which, you know, look, I... I have been around people that do this kind of training and things like that and have colleagues do it and stuff and they all have something like this yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, you know it's, the power wand the talking stick whatever it is and I'm like yeah I mean it just made me laugh you know because I, I don't know I've seen this yeah. <laughs> so.
1: it's the it's the Lord of the flies uh, you know the conch the whole <laughs> idea of who he who yeah. holds the stick has the the right to talk or has the power at the time and you know, it, it's a good way to, it's just a prop, and, and it's a good prop because people pay attention to it. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it, it's, a, it's a commonly used thing, and it
0: works, obviously, in this case, a little too well. Exactly, yeah. What's the the undercurrent, the, the, the B story here, though, is Kate's dad is also a cop and is getting ready to retire, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he and his daughter have a very... Mm, unconventional way of relating to one of Yeah, as as in they don't relate to one another at all. Yeah. yeah, they the cold is a good word. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad, you know. I mean, you can tell she's doing everything she can to reach out to him, and he's just pushing her away. Right, and it's starting to weigh pretty heavy on her, especially now that you know, he's going to be leaving the force. So that's even less time she's going to be around or near him because mm. he won't be there anymore and i think you know that's all coming to a head and of course with the great sensitivity training now she has the ability and uh the emotion to let it all out and and when we're at the uh, party that's
0: what happens oh yeah exactly i mean he she embarrasses herself really in mm-hmm. front of him and all these other people and stuff and uncharacteristically really tries to over sympathize with him and all this stuff. and it's and you can tell he's not happy about it and uncomfortable, and especially the way it ends in the episode too. I mean, it's it's sad in a lot of ways. But you know what? I I think we all know people like this. I have friends that this is their relationship with yeah. their parents and stuff, and it's it's sad. You know, it's like geez, you know, you wish you could talk, especially in your adult life, you know, to your your parents as adults. And you see some people that never make that transition. No, I I, I know people like this too
1: who have that kind of a relationship with their folks where. It's just not there. They don't want to talk to them. or They can't relate to them in any way. They reach out, but there's nothing there. It's really a sad state of things, and you can tell it really affects her. It, it affected her career choice. It affected what she does with her life. Uh-huh. It probably affects the fact that she doesn't have boyfriends or or is out looking for one-night stands all the time, you know? that uh-huh. That's probably how she's gotten her character. And, you know, these are things that uh, she gets off her chest, and normally uh, you would do that privately. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, with, with all our sensitivity training and the big night, everyone there, she just lets it go. And I do like the cop next to her, like, that was great. You did a great job. And then they all get in a fight. All the cops uh-huh. are beating each other up because – one person believes that she did the right thing, another person believes she didn't, and they're, yeah, it was a uh, interesting scene. And of course, this is exactly what Fat Tony wants, because his plan all along was to get them to turn on each other and be overly sensitive, to forget that they have criminal stop now i do like the setup here with all the cops going to the criminals, saying you know i'm really sorry that i had to do that to you
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) just
1: really funny interactions that they have with some of the prisoners good comedic writing in in this episode for sure but yeah all the cops are preoccupied now at this party and fat tony finds a way to get out of jail and stocks up on some guns and he's about to get out and make his escape and and what happens but uh
0: well, he makes—he's well, he, actually er- going he,
1: for Kate's. Yeah,
0: he makes a critical error because not only is he supposed to walk out the door, and what he decides to do is, I'm going to shoot all the cops I don't like, especially that lady cop. Yeah, you know, he wants to kill her because she disrespected him, yada yada. And of course, that's his big downfall because you know that'll ultimately get him caught. And that's why Wolfram and Hart will cut him loose is that you can't shoot up a station full of cops and expect us to cover that. Yeah, you know, and even they have limits, that's and that's right. what. You know, at school, I was like, wow. Even even they're like, yeah, can end up with that. <laughs> you yeah, you're gonna know? just so have to be in jail. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna <laughs> have to die for that. Yeah, I mean that's. But I love the, the way that all the cops are freaking out on each other and stuff. There's that one detective that's standing over her while she's you know crying at her desk or whatever, and he's like, oh, I've been lear- yearning for you, Kate, oh, telling yeah. you love me, and you just pay me no and mind. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> oh no, they <laughs> set
1: it up earlier in the episode. He he keeps complimenting her. Uh When they're yeah. at the station, you know, and so they set it up that he's got something for her and she just doesn't mm-hmm. notice it.
0: It's that, yeah. But that's the thing about Kate is, she again, she is so oblivious yeah. to other people's feelings because, again, she has a hard time reconciling her own that she she would miss out on something yep, like that. Yep. I could see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was well done, and of course, I you know Angel's still under the spell a little bit, but he kind of snaps out of it for a little while. And we get the big brawl, and everything goes mm-hmm. down, and the spell wears off, and here we are. Fat Tony's on the phone with these uh, lawyers, and they're telling him take a hike. Uh, we're what? not covering you anymore.
0: You talk about good comedy. though. some of the best comedy is when Angela's with Cordy and Doyle oh, in yeah. this because they're trying to stamp yeah, him out of that's it. Vandalism. And they're like, "Can't you?" Yeah, and well, no better. And they're like, "Hey, can't you turn into vampire and help us?" He's like, "I feel like if I vamp, you two judge me." <laughs> yeah. You know? And I was like, "This is hilarious." And David <laughs> Boreanaz when he gets to be funny and kind of overly sensitive <laughs> yeah. like that is hilarious. I was like, "That that's good comedy." Yeah. Because you know? yeah. it's not a joke. It's just the way that it's played. <laughs> and the, those two are looking at each other like, "Oh, jeez." where's the old angel <laughs> yeah, yeah but much like you know the old Cordelia had our time snapping back into it or whatever well this is what happens to angel you know is that he <laughs> he is under the spell but even under the spell he knows he is he's like it's the talking stick it's Lloyd's talking stick it's really great actually even though it is evil you know he's just oh, he's yeah. so matter of fact about it. <laughs>
1: I thought it was good. The whole episode. I like the vandalism part. We should leave a note.
0: <laughs> yes. We're going to have to leave a note with it. Yeah, we'll get that later. We'll get that later. Yes. Yeah, we'll and then they end up the knocking way. out Fat Tony. And all. Yeah, I, I love that. But the, it, it does end on a sad note with mm-hmm. um, Kate's dad telling her, you know, don't you ever, ever, you know, uh, humiliate me like that again and as far as i'm concerned none of that ever happened and he just dismisses her feelings completely right yeah and you can tell she's just like crushed by it absolutely well and why why shouldn't she be
1: i mean she laid it all out for him you know ever since mom died you shut me out and all i wanted was to be a part of your life and to have my daddy tell me he loves me and, and to hold me when i'm down this and that and he basically just didn't he, he pretended like he never heard a thing? Yeah, it, it's really sad for Kate. I mean, that what a devastating blow that had to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really how we end this episode. We get a little more on Kate, and we roll in to our next episode where we're going to find out a lot more about Doyle. A lot of things yeah. that I was not
0: expecting. <laughs> I was also not expecting a lot of this. And I also will go ahead and say now i don't know that i needed it either i of our team here i'm just going to put it on the table i'm the least interested in our little irish flatfoot here i'm i'm just and it's not glenn quinn i think he does a fine job i'm just not i'm not with this guy and i think it's maybe i don't have the history with him that i have with cordelia and certainly not with angel but there just seems to be something missing from him as a character that makes me want to buy in at least that's how i'm feeling about it what about you
1: no, I, I I like the Doyle character, actually. I, I like the, the conundrum he's trying to... Or that he puts himself in, where he learns he's half-demon. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to show that side to anyone uh, unless he absolutely needs to, which kind of is how he broke the ice with uh, Angel. But, uh, you know, what really bugged me about this episode is that here he is trying to basically get it on with Cordelia this whole time now, and we come right. to find out that he's married and yeah. it was just kind of like what why yeah. why do we have to spring that on us so now now he's like a scumbag
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and is. i get I mean, that
1: the the marriage wasn't exactly good you know and, and they didn't have this great relationship and, and apparently hadn't seen each other in years but the fact of the matter is is that If you want to go chasing other women, maybe you should get a divorce.
0: Well, see, that's the thing about about Doyle is I think he has a real trouble with commitment on either side of the coin. And and that's – I mean, he doesn't want to be neither good nor evil. He doesn't want to be totally evil, but he also doesn't want to necessarily play by the rules. And he doesn't want a regular life and job and all that kind of stuff. And he – you know he uh, he he couldn't really be a, a the husband he wanted to be because he's not really comfortable with who he is either and yeah. so when he revealed that to his wife you know he he couldn't deal with the repercussions of that so he just it was just over and so he just walked away but he never bothered to you know set her free from it or any of that other stuff and she's trying to move on with her life as we find well, out and but with a half demon you know yeah i don't know that that sh-
1: so they found... I mean, I like the backstory that we get on Doyle here. You know, he had no clue he was a half-demon. He never knew his father. Oh. And what happened was, is that he um, sneezed when he was over 21 years old, and all of a sudden his face turned on him. And that was the oh. first that he knew, and that was the first that his wife knew that he had, he was half-demon. And he couldn't come to grips with it, and it ended up being her, her calling, right? She was fascinated by it and decided to learn everything she could about it. He couldn't handle it. And that's how they went their separate ways. Now, neither, you know, he had no clue that she, she was looking for love in other places, obviously, because she shows up and with this new fiance in tow and it, what bothers me is it drives him insane. Like, like what, you know, he's out trying to chase other women, but if she's with another guy, well, that can't be right. I mean, that's just dumb. But, you know, we get really good backstory on Doyle on, in this episode, and I thought that was really cool. And we also get, you know, an underlying theme that we need to keep in in this Angel series is that there are going to be good demons and bad demons. Now, Doyle is an example of a good demon. The type of demon that she's going to marry into the family of is also technically a peaceful demon, <laughs> since they gave up their evil ways many, many Mm -hmm. moons ago. Now we find out that this family still practices the old religion, which, you know, is not a good thing.
0: It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The metaphor there of, yeah, you know, can you mix the new ways with the old ways and what that, you know, might, what kind of havoc that might wreak though there, you know, there's not a lot of brain eating in most modern religion, but yeah, I, I get the point. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, there's, the the episode starts though in in a place too that we we should mention because the whole idea here is the, the duals relationship and. You know, him trying to move on from it. And he comes across this picture of Buffy not realizing that's who it is. And he starts talking about how hot she is. And you know, oh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about it. And Angel, of course, is like, yeah, I really can't talk about that. Yeah. And kind of like Doyle. He does, he really can't reconcile his past right now either. Because we've got to remember, it's still very fresh for him. Everything that had happened between him and Buffy. And he's, he hasn't talked to her in a long time at this point. They haven't spoken. And so, I mean, he's had communication with her through other means. You know, Mm -hmm. last time it was uh, Oz, right? And so he's still reeling and hurting from this. And then... He also I think that's why he relates to Doyle in this because he can tell Doyle still cares about Harriet a lot. Right. And he feels bad about the way things went, but on the other hand, he's also not doing anything to really, you know, make it any better, which is why he, you know, is encouraged to go along, meet Richard, try to be a part of this, you know, and do the right thing.
1: Well, he's very suspect of Richard anyway. Right? Yeah. I
0: mean, he from
1: the get-go, he's suspect. Now we're led to believe that Doyle put him up to it, but this is Angel. We know he's suspect anyway. And wow. he ends up finding out that he's a half demon uh by basically following him and trespassing on their restaurant.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They have a family restaurant. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. It, I mean, but the, the fact that he goes through and he basically attacks Richard and <laughs> and they, they then shows up at his bachelor party, he blows my mind. Like, what, why mm. would you come, you jerk? You just tried to beat me up and kill me <laughs> mm-hmm. why are you here i'd if i were him i'd been like get out of here i yeah. interested and you know mm-hmm. if there's one problem here is that we've got a stranger with doyle who can p- spoil our plan why are we allowing him to stay and they end up right. trying to take care of him uh, in right. the they, long they run. throw him out the window right right yeah. but so. you know still that's uh that's a risk you can't have lying around
0: no, of course not. What, what did you make of the whole thing, though, that Richard is trying to get Doyle's blessing on this and what that turns out to be is much worse than well, what, yeah. what you can imagine.
1: Yeah. I love, I love the scene where the family's sitting around talking about what they're going to do, and they just nonchalantly, blah, 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 bah, blah, 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 the ritual eating of the ex-husband's brains, and then charades. Wait, what? Right.
0: Charades. Yeah, no, right in the middle. <laughs> while we should say, while in the middle, they're playing pornographic Pictionary. Pornographic so, Pictionary. So, yes, yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, I thought that
1: was kind of funny, and that told us what we needed to know for this episode. And of mm-hmm. course, then we get to the whole part where they're about to do it, and. I I mean, I like the Richard character. He's funny because he's basically, Mm -hmm. you know, look, man, I'm really sorry I have to do this for you. I really like you, but, you know, it's just how it has to be. I have to eat your brains. It's our. our I mean, the the thing is, like.
0: The thing is, they give him, like, a a shot of cortisone or, so, or something to deaden his head so he yeah. doesn't feel it. It's like, well, I don't want you to be in pain, man. Right. So, you know? I was like, well, you're going to be I, totally I alive that's... when
1: I cut your head open and, and start eating your brains. I don't want you to feel that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, Gee, well, I, I, I guess that would work, but wow.
1: Right? <laughs> so, I mean, right. Right, Flashbacks to, uh, to uh, Indiana Jones.
0: <laughs> oh I I had flashbacks to something else. I had flashbacks to Hannibal if you've ever seen that. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Squeezed monkey brains and, uh, and you know, the dead snakes and stuff. So, yeah, chilled monkey brains. Yeah, I don't oh, oh no thanks. It's still Temple of Doom. No thanks. No, that's one of the many things wrong with the Temple of Doom. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I wasn't down for that either and I really thought at some point they were going to start cutting on the old boy but ultimately Angel, of course, intervenes and is able to help his friend out and they, they get out of it. But you know what I like about it here is that it's not a, they don't have to kill everybody off. Harriet shows up and like puts her foot down about this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we, we're not doing this, this is it. And she breaks off the engagement and at that point I thought, oh, I wonder if she's going to come back in Doyle's life, but. That's no, not yeah. to be the case either. Yeah.
1: No, you, you she she was done with that. And then you it was just about getting Doyle to realize that there was nothing left there. Right. right. And, and that's what the episode was, was for him, was to realize that there's nothing there. He needs to move on from his past life and embrace his current life and go forward. And so that was her coming back and everything else. And I thought they did a pretty good job of it. And in the end, you know, he's back to hitting on Cordy, who's now somewhat interested in him which was a change and yeah. uh you know then we get the blistering headache at the end of the episode
0: yeah exactly
1: and so where they leave us hanging yeah so we get the image of Buffy and the premonition and when they ask him what it's about that's where we're cutting so next episode we'll find out uh what that was all about but very very good i i thought it was a decent episode i thought there was a good enough amount of comedy yeah the plot was kind of lame but i thought the information we got out of it
0: for the doyle character helped build him as a character if you're into the dual character, then I yes, I totally agree with what you're saying. Yes, it it does exactly that. I think I, I stated a bit ago, and I'll restate it again. I'm I'm just not into that character, and I'm not feeling it. But it it does serve that purpose, so in that case, it works. But you yeah. know, uh, for me, that's that's kind of where I was left hanging for this. But I was most interested by the end of this. Like, Whoa, what is this going to mean? Yeah. And so it's uh, it's very important. And, you know, as far as, like, what do these episodes do for Angel's Path to Redemption, I think it just reveals more of... Ha- how angel even though he he is really his own you know guy and and soul quest and this kind of stuff or whatever he's still got people that that help him and and i think like we we sort of funnily titled the thing everybody's got baggage you know even you know angel thinks he's got the most baggage ever but you know to (laughs) yourself your baggage is always most important and cordelia and Doyle definitely have theirs and they deal with it and you know kate tries to deal with hers and it doesn't necessarily she's work. She's starting and to, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's I like starting that. to. Yeah. I like that Angel calls out what he's out for as
1: well in the yes. in the first episode with Cordy when mm-hmm. she's talking about how she deserves this and it gives her a sense of purpose and he says redemption. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, she's like, no, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's good to, that he acknowledges what he's after. It's Absolutely. important too, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's those that's the point of the entire swing of these three episodes. And to lead us up to what is coming in that first episode next, which I can't wait to talk about until next time. But we're yes. right at the part of the podcast where it's time to give our stakes ratings for these three episodes. So what are your stakes ratings for episodes five, six, and seven? Well, I like the Cordy
1: episode. I thought it was pretty good. So I'm going to give that a three stakes. I thought the um, – the cop episode was done very well with a lot of good comedy in it. So I'm going to also give that three stakes. And I think that the Doyle episode was done well, as but it, it, the storyline that it was placed around was kind of a little bit weak and, and silly. So that one I'm only going to give two.
0: All right. I agree. I like the Cordy story. It's fun. I don't know that it's, I, it's not as good as the middle one for me. So I'm going to give it a good two, but not, not quite enough to be a three. The middle one to me is the best one because it's got the best comedy. It's also got some of the best drama in it with with all the stuff with Kate and her dad and, and all that. I really enjoyed Sense and Sensitivity, so I, I give that one a three. The dull one, I again, not a bad episode, but just not one I really went for because it's a character I'm not really investing in at this point for, for whatever reason. So I give that one a two stakes as well and uh, we'll move right along and getting ready here. You know, we're seven episodes into this thing. So we're a third of the way through the season, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm kind of looking at this going, okay, I'm watching a show that is trying to find its footing. All right. And, and I think it, it is desperately trying to find itself. Here still, I I think they're doing a lot of setup, and that's good. But I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to go. Okay, can we're going to, have to get somewhere well, in a minute? What, gotta, what's the big thing? You know, so.
1: yeah, you got to remember the Buffy formula: setup, mm-hmm. setup, setup. Episode twelve, start the turn.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so and we're, we're getting not. There. Yeah, we're getting there. We we are coming around the corner to that very soon. You're correct, and they, and they are most definitely following that formula because why wouldn't they? Yeah, At I mean, that it point, it worked. Or... I mean, yeah, that's what got them to this point. So yeah, I, I'm you. I'm curious though. I'm I'm looking forward to these next episodes. As we get deeper into this stuff because I do have, I have fond memories of season one. Uh, believe it or not Uh, and most of it is from the back half of that season Mm -hmm. from memory and so I'm curious to get into those as we go forward here folks thanks for joining us on this latest episode of Path to Redemption you can find more episodes at our website theartofslang.com. you can also find links to our Facebook and Twitter accounts follow us on social media let us know what you think of the show and leave us a review on iTunes it helps other people find the show until next time for Brian I'm Jay thanks for listening to Path to Redemption
1: Thank you for listening to Path to Redemption and Angel Retrospective. You can find more episodes at our website continuousplaypodcast.com. Angel is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of characters, episodes or music
0: strictly for entertainment purposes only.